0: Welcome to the Entrepreneurs Visiting Victor podcast with Victor Dadaj, where you'll hear stories and strategies to help increase your sales and grow your business. Here's your host, Victor Dadaj.
1: All right, welcome to Entrepreneurs Visiting Victor. I am your host, Victor Dadaj. I hope you are having an amazing day so far. Today, we have an awesome guest. This guy, after graduating from college with no job offers, he set out to build a real estate media business. And as he looked to grow into more industries, he started doing commercial media and podcast production for brands and companies. Um, He works with brands to add high-quality media to their marketing materials, including brand videos, commercials, short-form content, and podcasts. And most recently, he's discovered that he loves corporate event photography and has started to pursue those jobs as he grows his business and looks for new ways to challenge himself and provide value to his clients. And he's also the host of the Rest of Us podcast. So let's welcome Noah Hutton. How are you doing today, Noah?
0: Doing good. Thank you for having me on.
1: Oh, it's great to have you on. So, Noah, I'd like to get started, but I asked you to share your story. How did you wind up becoming an entrepreneur?
0: Yeah. So I didn't really know kind of where I wanted to go with uh, entrepreneurship. Um, I got to my sophomore year of college and really kind of anything that I do is uh kind of grounded in learning. So my sophomore year of college, I decided to start a clothing brand. And the reason I did that is because I wanted to get better at graphic design. Um, and so I used that clothing brand as kind of a, a way to learn graphic design and learn how to use Adobe Illustrator and tools like that. Um, and I also was curious about the back end of like Shopify and websites and uh, building out a brand and marketing and all that kind of stuff because I wasn't really using what I was learning in college in the real world. I was I had internships, but they weren't that useful for that. So I decided to have my own business. Um And then after college, like you said, I didn't have any job offers out of that. So my, my idea after I learned that I liked real estate media, which I started doing in March of 2022 um uh, my idea was to get a job get a 9 to 5 job move out to los angeles or another metro city and then do the real estate media business on the side um and then after that uh you know once i got some traction once i got some good clients go on full time with my business and obviously we're talking here today that didn't go as planned um and so now i have my own business uh running doing real estate media full time Along with commercial media and event photography for corporations and other brands.
1: Okay, so basically, you really got started, you know, early, you know, in your cos career. You know, basically as a sophomore, uh, basically you you realized that you weren't learning a lot. Uh, it wasn't really useful the stuff you were learning. You know, learning about entrepreneurship. So you started your own clothing brand because, and it helped led you to you know working with graphic design. You want to learn about Shopify, which is very popular for e-commerce websites and marketing. Um, and then what you wanted to do was to do real estate uh, media business on the side while working a 9 to 5 job but you said that really didn't work out and that, that now you've moved into working the real estate media business and doing other stuff like corporate uh, photography so um, you might sharing you know some of the things you know, as part of that journey like obviously all entrepreneurs have their ups and their downs their good days their bad days and especially the beginning, uh, there's some things you you get feedback, you make some mistakes, and you learn from that, and you move on. So, you, so because obviously, I'm sure there's some people listening today that are probably either new entrepreneurs or people that want to get started to entrepreneurship. So, what are the things of uh, people should vo- avoid doing when they get started, and what should they focus on as they get started?
0: Yeah, I so I've changed this answer a lot. You know, if you would asked me back in October or even back in you know August, it would be a very different answer. But uh, one one thing that I did that was kind of a mistake was I was very much reliant on cold calling, cold emailing, cold messaging, reaching out to people and trying to meet people through online methods, and then scheduling in person, uh, you know, meetings when I could. But now I have changed that method completely on its head. To now I'm I'm pursuing networking opportunities. I'm pursuing, you know, going to events, meeting people, trying to get in-person meetings on the first uh contact instead of, you know, trying to do everything over the phone or over Zoom. I'd much prefer to meet for coffee, you know, in person as much as I can because I just feel like that's so a much better way to get your brand out. I was very much focused in the beginning on, you know, getting my name out there and getting my services out there, but what I really should have been doing was getting my face out there and meeting people and meeting connections because it was only when I Kind of got out of my shell a little bit and started to go to networking events, and started to meet people that I really started to see growth in my business. Um, and I wish I'd w- would have done that sooner because I probably would have seen a bit more growth earlier on, which is something I was expecting to but didn't see. Yeah, so basically,
1: uh, you're you're just emailing and messaging people, call calling them, and uh, basically, you just found that through networking events and just going meeting people live, just building those relationships. It just it's just much better than sending them a cold message, and I can tell you straight out when I get these cold messages, these cold calls, and it's funny sometimes they'll follow up like six times. I just ignored them. So um, I don't, it was I don't know if that's been your experience, but do you find when you were um, especially on the email part, do you did you find that a lot of people just were not responding to you?
0: Yeah, um, I would get a lot of no's. I would get a lot of um, kind of oh, we already have this service. We already have this person. Um, phone calls were a little bit more. Um, they're a little more successful just because i could you know be like hey i'll send you over my resume and if they like it maybe or my uh portfolio if they like it they'll work with me um but i found that generally speaking none of that really got me a ton of clients it got me my first few um but it wasn't until i got into networking and got you know referrals and warm leads from other people that i really saw a lot of growth and a lot of opportunity
1: yeah. And that makes sense. And when you're on the phone, like they can at least hear your voice. They know you're a real person. So they could they could decide, I like this person, I trust this person, or I don't. And, and, and a message they can't tell. So and that's why yeah. I'm sure that you, you had a little more success with that. And you mentioned you know building the personal relationships and you mentioned referrals, which I think is something that a lot of people don't take advantage of getting referrals from people and also giving referrals to other people. So you might talk a little bit more about that. Why referrals are so important? Because a lot of people don't wind up asking for it and it's a great source of revenue.
0: Yeah. So I actually joined a group. uh, It's a local business networking group here in my uh, local town of Warsaw, Indiana. It's called BNI. It's I think it's like Mm -hmm. business networking international. Mm -hmm. Um, And the entire purpose of that group is just to refer each other for business. So I, I'll go in, we, we kind of pitch our services every week of like, hey, I'm looking for this client or I'm looking for that client. And I'll say like, hey, I'm looking to work with more builders this week. Or I would love some builder connections. And then they'll be like, oh, like I'm a real estate agent. I work with X, Y, and Z builder. I can reach out to them. Or I'm a mortgage officer. I work with all these builders. I can reach out to them. So that has been huge for my business. I have a stack of papers just off to the side here. of Just a, tons of referrals that I've either done business with or... Uh, we're gonna do business in the future or I still need to call them. Like I have the the wide range. But, you know, asking for referrals, it's so critical to your business, especially if you're in a person-to-person kind of service business, because people want to help people, but people also don't want to work with people they don't trust. And so if you're, you know, utilizing your network and utilizing maybe the the personality and the um you know reputation of other people to get leads i think that's such a uh, better use of your time than just cold calling and trying to do it on your own because especially when you're new nobody knows you and nobody has a reason to use you but if you meet somebody and you they work with you and then you can use their reputation and a little bit of their um you know trust to get into other clients it's going to be a much better situation for you so I think that you know using referrals is a great way. Every you should always be asking for referrals, especially when the the transaction went really well.
1: Uh, absolutely, and and I and I like you mentioned BNI Business Network International. Um, it's a definitely a great group to try if you want to, you know, use referrals and build your network. And you're right, people won't won't work with people they don't know, they don't trust. So, and and with BNI, yeah, yeah everyone in the group they're all in a different business. So if, you know, whatever you know, you mortgages. This person is insurance. The mortgage person can help the insurance person. The insurance person can help the mortgage person to help each other out. So you don't have to worry about another person there stealing your business because you're the only one doing what you're doing. Exactly. So, yeah. Yep. So you help, and like you said, if this, that person may not know you, but you know, if I'm doing mortgages and you're doing insurance, and you refer uh, and you refer business to me, this person you tell them about me and saying they, they, I get credibility. They trust me through you, or, you know, or, or yep. vice versa. If I'm recommending someone for you. They're going to trust me that you know you're someone they, they can trust. So, yeah, it's that third party validation, which is extremely important. So, that's another thing. It's so, so they they know them, they trust that person through the other person. So, definitely a good point you brought up over there. So, yeah, referrals, some, everyone should be taken advantage
0: of. So, yeah. um, and like, unlike for me, I'll just say, like, there wasn't a marketing agency owner in the or a marketing agency person in the group for a bit he's not in the group now, I don't think, but he might be coming back. But that was like a great partnership for me, like a video producer and a marketing agency, like that. That they, they just go hand in hand, especially if they're looking to expand their offering or they don't want to hire somebody. They just want to bring it as a contract position. So like you can, and even the mortgage officers, like I don't really see myself working with mortgage people, but they know realtors and they know homeowners and they know builders um, or even like the accountant, like they know other business owners. So like there's, especially you can get in and be that fill that role because in BNI like you said like there's only one person from each area there's only one financial advisor there's only one mortgage person only one insurance person so if you can be that person you're going to get a lot of business and it's different for every group but um the so the investment might be different as far as dues and venue dues and uh just the investment but in general it will uh it will I can guarantee you will get referrals and grow your business for sure
1: no, absolutely. And they say the average person knows at least 250 people. So if you're saying your group, you have 10 people, that's 2,500 people that they can know. So they could definitely refer a lot of business. Like you said, you've had some good success in, you know, Bitcoin and your BNI. So definitely some really good stuff here. So, um, you know, uh, you're, uh, you, you know, what's a lot of what you're doing is you're doing photography and video. So, so talk a little bit what kind of uh, equipment do you use on a daily basis for your photography business?
0: Yeah, so um, how how deep you do you want me to get? Because I can go off on a tangent on the actual specifics of what I use. Yeah, why not? Go for it. Yeah, so I uh, I have a Sony A seven three as my main camera. Um, I'm a big fan of Sony cameras. Um, Sony lenses, everything. So, Sony A seven three is my main camera. I have a sixteen to thirty five millimeter f four lens, um, that I use for my, mainly real estate. Um, and then I have a tripod, I have a drone, I have a DJI or air 2S, which is a fantastic piece of, uh, hardware that I use. Um, I have a gimbal, I have a Zion crane 3S, which I'm actually looking to downgrade because that gimbal is way too big for me. Um, it's like the biggest one that they sell, but it's just too much for me. Um, and then as far as other, other gear that I use, I rent a lot of gear when I'm going to bigger projects. So I, uh, I borrowed a, 24 to 70 millimeter lens um sony 24 to 70 millimeter lens for my event uh photography and then i also rent a 70 70 to 200 millimeter lens that i also use for event photography to get those really close-up shots of people you know talking on stage or at events and kind of they call it like sniping kind of you're just like standing in the background getting um little pictures from there so those that's kind of the main uh gear that i use on a daily basis um and uh, yeah, but I'm always looking to expand. Get my, my next thing is switching out my gimbal, and then also getting some lights um to use because I, I currently don't have lights that I use on a daily basis. Um, so getting those to kind of bring to my different sets and different uh things that I do.
1: Awesome! So, uh, thanks for sharing that. Now, you talk a little bit about uh, branding videos because um, you, know, I, I, you know a lot of people do branding videos, but I think a lot of people are not aware of how powerful they are, how they could really help your business out, either for your regular business or for you for your own personal branding. You know, you know as a, as an entrepreneur, So you want to talk a little bit about how valuable branding is and you know, doing branding yeah. videos
0: yeah branding is huge i mean it's you want to be recognizable online so you want to have you want to be able to communicate your uh marketing style and your just brand style so um video content in general helps you a lot with that especially with the look of the video so like if you see like let's say your style is kind of very muted colors and but then maybe bright pops of color in the clothes you wear or something like that that's just an example of kind of a style of uh your brand that if you people see those videos or they hear the music that goes along with it they know that it's this type of person or maybe like let's say, let's say your videos are very colorful very bright colors um and that's just your brand people are going to know that so i think that branding and video content go hand in hand to help you stand out online because especially if people you know when they see your content um they're going to know immediately they don't have to kind of work to figure out like what who are they what are they about if they you know, see if you're consistent with your brand and you have the same colors, same fonts, same look of your video over and over again, they don't have to do any work. They just see it and they're like, Oh, I know what this is gonna be about. But if you if you aren't consistent, if you aren't, you know, branding your videos and creating content that's consistent, um, I said consistent like three times in a row, but that's what it is. It's important to be consistent, then people are gonna have to do work every single time, and that's gonna be the main reason that they don't watch your content. So keeping a consistent branding, whether it's, in, it's across all your marketing platforms. So your branding should be the same on your website. It should be the same on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, Facebook, uh, YouTube, Vimeo. If you use Vimeo, like all of these platforms, it should be the same. So people know exactly what they're looking at. And even if you're doing advertising, that's the other thing is um, if you're doing ads uh, on Facebook, or on um, YouTube, display ads, whatever you're doing, those ads should look like your normal content and so when they see the ad they're not surprised when they click on the link and it looks completely different so if you you know if your content your style is very muted and very um you know black and white or you have just a little pops of color here and there your advertising should look like that as well so when they actually click on the content they know exactly what they're going to get and they're not shocked when they just see something completely different
1: you know and that's a very good point number one you mentioned be consistent all around you gotta be consistently be putting out the content but also be the same on all your platforms if you're showing one thing on instagram and another thing on facebook people are going to like what's going on here yeah people like to see you're being consistent in everything like i said if they click the link if something different pops up like i said if it's muted colors on one and it's bright colors on another um yeah. the chances are they're going to be like they're going to be like you know what's going on here and they're probably not going to come back to that so i agree be consistent on all platforms be the same, do everything so people know what's successful you because they know wherever they find you, whether it's Twitter, again, LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, you're gonna be the same all over. So I think that's something very, very true. And yeah, it's very powerful. Uh, next thing I want to ask you is um um because a lot of people, especially when they get us started out, they look at things differently. Um, you know, how do you look at financial success and investment now you know being a business owner right now because some people look at investment very different they're like oh it's another cost but how do you look at investment and financial success
0: yeah it's it's very complicated right now for me and very hard uh it's probably one of the things i struggle with the most um because i'm very much of the mindset that the things i buy and things i put use for my business are investments so i should be spending the money which i think is the right mindset to have especially in creative Business, you know, there's you have to make educated purchases because a lot of the times when you're buying things like cameras or lenses or lights, you're spending hundreds, if not thousands, of dollars. So it's important to make really educated purchases, but it's also important to not shy away from, you know, buying the more expensive thing just because it's more expensive and going with a cheaper option. Because, you know, if you buy a lens, let's say you buy like a name a brand lens, like a Sony or a Sigma lens. Those are going to last you a lot longer than buying just the cheap knockoff lens on Amazon that you're going to have to replace in a couple of weeks or a couple of years. So it's I look at my purchases a lot of the time as investments, and I'm very big on per, buying once and having really high quality things that I use and deliver for my business. But I also, you know, have struggled a lot with when is it enough and kind of like seeing you know how much is enough for my business. When do I actually see that I'm being successful? And for me, you know, I'm still working that out as far as the actual number, but it's going to be when I can pay my mortgage, my car payment, you know, invest um, enough into my my retirement account um, and have my, you know, bills covered and food covered and not really worrying about like, oh, 30 bucks, that's a lot of money or like, you know, for, 40 bucks for groceries, that's a lot or something like that. Like not really worrying about it. I think that's kind of when I, I will be, and I don't, I don't know if I'll necessarily see it right away, but that'll kind of be when I am like, okay, I'm actually like financially successful in the business. And also when I'm not, you know, worrying about bills that are coming up like membership dues or, uh, you know, annual subscriptions or monthly subscriptions, you know, I think that's kind of where I get to the point where I'm like, okay, I'm financially su- successful in the business, but I also make it a point to invest in high quality things in the business yeah
1: no definitely uh thanks for sharing that yeah definitely you, you make some educated purchases, but also not be afraid to spend some good money on high quality stuff might be a little more expensive, but like you said, if it's gonna last you three four years instead of something a little bit cheaper it's gonna break in a few months it's definitely worth the investment so yeah. and, and you, you have to make you have to make a decision like maybe uh maybe in the beginning you may not be able to afford the better stuff right now. You know, maybe a year or two from now, you know, financially might be doing a little bit better than you can afford the better stuff and you make those investments. So um, it also depends on when you're, what's in your bank account. You know, you, you can't go so heavily into debt that you can't pay off those debts. So, yeah, you have to make educated purchases. And then at a certain point you say, okay, because um, this may cost me $2,000, but, you know, I have the money now. But it's going to last me four years. It's worth the money. Yeah. So you have to look at it that way. I think sometimes, and your point is, I think sometimes people only look at things as costs, and and you get a difference between costs and investment. And you're saying, okay, if I spend two thousand on this, but it's going to make me ten thousand dollars. That's an eight thousand dollar gain. So a lot of people always forget the second part of the equation. Now, if it costs you $2,000, but you're only going to make $1,000, yeah, don't make the purchase because you're going to lose money on it. You're going to say, what am I going to get back on this investment? It's like if you buy a building, you know, I spend a million dollars on a building, but I'm going to make $10 million off it. It's worth the investment. So you got to do that calculation. How much can I make off of this investment? And which I think everyone has to do, especially in the beginning, you know, when money tends to be a little bit tighter. So uh, Yeah, I think
0: also, you know, it's it's important to also realize that if you can't afford it you can't afford it like you know there a lot of people are running into the issue now with kind of interest rates and how the pandemic was where like their car payment now or like they bought a car that was way above their means or bought a house that was way above their means and now they can't really afford that house or that car because interest rates were low at the time but you know now that uh inflation has risen and things like that they can maybe can't afford it so like even if I have, you know, thirty five hundred dollars in the bank, and I can buy a thirty five hundred dollar lens, that doesn't necessarily mean I can afford a thirty five hundred dollar lens because I also have, you know, six hundred dollars worth of bills coming up. So I think it's important to balance, you know, looking at things as investments. But if you, if you can't afford it, you just don't get it. And there are ways to get around that. You know, you can finance, you can lease, you can, you know, do pay buy now, pay later kind of things, which I don't really advise. And this is any financial advice by any means, but generally speaking i always look at like yeah it would be nice to have that twelve thousand dollar piece of equipment but if i can't afford it i don't get it and i can just i work harder for it later so
1: exactly and you might get a good one that's two thousand dollars it'll do a good enough job for now and like i said maybe it's a couple of years you can afford the twelve thousand i agree like yep. I said i mentioned i do not recommend going into huge stuff for any of these things it's uh, now because you just don't know what it is you're taking a chance like i also tell people when they become entrepreneurs and getting started um if you have a full-time job, most of the time, don't quit your job. Because even if you have a good first month or two that starts off, sometimes things go downhill for a few months. I mean, uh, I'll give you an example. Three uh, three years ago, <laughs> February 2020, um, uh, ad agencies were making really good money, uh, consulting agencies on, the, on Facebook. And then the pandemic had no one wants to spend money on advertising. Those things died. So if you start your own agency and you have two or three good months, you quit your regular job. Guess what? No money was coming in. So yeah. you have to be doing it for, and you. you need to be able to at least replace your income before you, you leave your job. In most cases, what I'm saying is the, uh, the vast majority of people who are working it are tend to work part time. So I just say be very careful when you leave your full time job because you just don't know. Definitely. So, yeah. So definitely, so no, there's some, definitely some good points there. if you can't afford, you can't afford it. You know, you, you, something maybe, you know, meant to do it now, maybe two, three years from now and things will change. So, um, and what, what would you say has been the most influential time, you know, that you have, in how you think about how you do your business?
0: Yeah, I think, um, it's, I mean, there's been so many moments where I, you know, I see like kind of crossroads with my business. I think one of the most influential things was when I saw people around me starting to support me more. I think that it helped when I was breaking out of my shell, but also, um, so I worked, I interned for the last two years. I'm actually finishing up my last internship with them right now, but I interned in the association world and association management. So like nonprofit professional associations. Um, and they've been fantastic about supporting me in my career and understanding, you know, um, that I'm I'm working on my business also working for them um and kind of balancing the both and they also have invested in my business by hiring me out for Clifford, for their clients and uh doing things like that so i think one of the most just influential times in general was where i saw people starting to say like hey i want to i want to use you for my work or you like you're doing a great job and we've actually seen you know growth um and seeing you know your work ethic um because there have been times you know especially last august was kind of when i made that change of i'm not going to apply for any more jobs i'm just going to go for this business thing full time back then you know i remember getting to october and i was looking at jobs again like there was a day where i was just so like the, the money wasn't coming in i wasn't getting hired i didn't have any work that day i was just going out and doing things and i was like maybe i should apply for another job like maybe i should do that and i did i did actually submit some applications but there there was kind of a turning point where things started to pick back up again. I started to get hired more consistently and I'm still working on that. Like I'm not by any means at a point where I'm financially stable yet, but I'm still working on that. But it was just the turning point of where I never really felt like I needed to apply for any jobs again. Um, And that's been like a really great feeling. I mean, there are still days where I doubt, you know, my business and I'm like, I don't work today. So like, what am I doing here? And getting denied by this, or getting told no by this. But generally speaking, I'm not, I'm not in a position where, I'm like doubting the actual success of the business I'm you know like maybe I have a bad day or a bad week or a slow week but I'm like okay but next week's gonna be better or like this week is okay I have a slow week this week I can work on my actual branding or I can get content scheduled for social media or I can you know reach out to some clients that maybe haven't used me in a while or like hey you have a convention coming up like can I submit a proposal for photography or whatever like just Those slow weeks I use for personal development or like maybe on my my own podcast time. That's really when that slow time was when that podcast came about. And so just finding ways to be busy during those weeks has been uh, really helpful in those times. But just getting to that point where I wasn't doubting the business as a whole was pretty uh, great for me.
1: Yeah, so it sounds like from those people that support you, like the people from the nonprofit association, you they're know, saying a great job, you know, they're recommending business for you, they say they want to use you for work. It sounds like your belief and your confidence in yourself starting increasing, which is a very important point, because a lot of times... People have the talent, but that lack of belief in themselves is what stops them from
0: succeeding. Definitely.
1: So, and like you said, you're going to have your bad days. Sometimes you can have your bad weeks, but it's all right. You keep because you you don't doubt the business. You just sometimes have a little doubt. You have a couple of bad days. And that ha- that happens to everyone. So it's definitely yeah. everyone goes through their ups and their downs sometimes. And you talked about your work and your personal development. So I actually, you talk a little bit more about the personal development mindset because I think that is so crucial for success. And I don't think a lot of people. Uh, pay enough attention to
0: it yeah i was actually just about to talk about this i was gonna bring up something else but yeah i'll just talk about this i think for me what really has changed is finding what works for me and sticking with that you know i'm i'm on tiktok all the time i'm on instagram all the time and i see you know here's how to be productive here's how to you know uh grind out a day here's how to put in those 80 hour weeks you know like and those things a lot of people they work for a lot of people but i think the biggest thing for me is finding what works for me so like an example of this is i cannot get any work done in the morning or like it's just really hard for me if i have meetings that's one thing but if i'm just sitting down doing work it is really hard for me to get going in the morning like before 10 o'clock i just am not productive at all like today, it's a Monday, so that kind of affected it. But I'm just, I was not productive this morning at all. But I know by 10 o'clock at night, I'm going to be doing a lot of work and being great. The other thing is, I can't do a ton of great work. Um, and I'm not really focused when I'm at my desk because, you know, I have a TV in front of me or I have my phone here or I can just like watch Netflix or whatever. Like I'm not productive at all. So I have to go out, get out to coffee shops or, go to, you know, there's a grocery store in town that has kind of a a lounge study area above it. And so like, I'll go there. But like, I cannot get work done at home. If I really need to focus, I go to a coffee shop or I go out and that's really helped me focus. I just can't do it at home. And so, um, or like another thing is like, I like to go on walks now. It's like 65 here today, which is the warmest it's been in so many weeks. And so like after this, like going for a walk, a 20 minute, 30 minute walk, just getting outside listening to a podcast and just de-stressing a little bit is great. So I've really found that finding what works for me and being okay with it has really helped my pro productivity. Um, because you know, I get distracted by people that you know can grind out 10 hour days in a row or like 10 hour just a 10 hour day like all at once. Like I just cannot do that. I have to work in chunks, so I have to get out of the house, so I have to de-stress, I have to work later at night as opposed to early in the morning. And I, I like to, I'll work up at seven, but I won't get my day started till 10 because I just cannot be productive in that time. So it's been, for me, it's really been like finding, finding what works for me and not being afraid of that. Because I think, you know, people might look at the way I do work and they're like, what are you doing? That's weird. Or like, you're not being productive at all today. It's just like, it is how I work. And so that's something that has really helped my business productivity a lot. Um, And I'll still have days where I just like, am not feeling it all day, but I found a lot that like ten, like later at night is really when I can thrive.
1: Right, and yeah, so find what work what works for you because it works for other people may not necessarily work for you. Like you said, some people get up at five o'clock in the morning and you know, they go work out, and at six o'clock they're ready to start. You're not yeah. one of them. Other people they more productive later on in the day, later on in the night, night owls. You know, they well, everyone's asleep. They're they're busting out a lot of stuff at midnight, and that's fine. You know, as, yep. as long as you're getting it done, as long as you're being productive, you're getting stuff done. That's all that matters. So. And, and, then, and then, you know, and you can say you 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 get distracted working at your desk over there at home. So you go to coffee shops, you're a lot more productive going out there into other places. You go out on walks and these things work for you. You know, if, 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 you, if it makes you, if it allows you to focus and avoids distractions, that is uh, totally fine. So I totally agree with you on that. And last thing I want to ask you is, as a full podcast, do so you have your own podcast, do so you mind talking a little bit about what it's all about?
0: Yeah, uh, yeah, I love to. So my podcast is called The Rest of Us. It's focusing on telling the stories of young entrepreneurs. So uh, I don't really have an age limit on that. I just kind of people who are early in their career and still grinding, like I am. So, uh, naturally, I have a lot of photographers and videographers on. But I've also talked to people that are, uh, social media people or business strategists or agency owners. Um, or co- one girl was a coffee truck owner, which is really cool. Um lots of different people in different age uh, areas. And I have a ton of episodes already recorded that aren't even out yet. So, um, but it's been really fun to just kind of learn and networking. It's really energizing for me to be on podcasts, talk about podcasts, record with people um, because I just, I am learning so much from them and uh, learning, seeing that I'm not alone in my struggle This, you know, my kind of thesis for everything that I do with the podcast is entrepreneurship is really lonely. And so I can't do it. I can't do it without talking to people. And the podcast kind of came out of one of those conversations that wasn't recorded. It was just a conversation with a friend. And I was like, I need to have more of these, whether it's with her or with other people, I need to have more of these. And so, um, yeah, I just talked to a lot of entrepreneurs. We just kind of like talk like we're doing now. I ask some questions, but it's more conversational um, and just talk about their journey, what they're struggling with, how they're overcoming it, what their mindset is. Um, And I'll have other people on as well. Like, people that aren't necessarily you would consider them a young entrepreneur but people that i relate to a lot i'll have on um i have a guy who owns an architecture firm uh coming up which is a really really good episode to, uh, to do so um just a lot of different uh, different people and it's been really fun to kind of record i just put out episode 12 i think today or 13 i guess 12 um but i have another like eight or nine maybe 10 recorded so going really well so far
1: Awesome, so that's great. You have a rest of us podcast about young entrepreneurs and their journeys. Really good stuff. Listen, Noah, uh, uh, thank you so much for being on the show. I really appreciate you share a lot of great stuff, a lot of great wisdom and value. It's been a real pleasure having you on. And Noah, if people want to get in touch with you, what is the best way for them to contact you?
0: Yeah, so they can reach out to me on LinkedIn. Um, it's Noah Noah just Noah Hutton on LinkedIn. Um, you can also go to my website, which is Noah-Hutton.com. Um, And I'm sure we'll have that linked in the show notes for this episode. But uh, And then also Instagram, NTH Productions or Noah Hutton on Instagram. Just find me wherever. Reach out. I'd love to chat.
1: Awesome. Thanks again, Noah. Have yourself a great day.
0: I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. If you've enjoyed listening, please smash that subscribe button so you don't miss any of our amazing episodes. Please also leave a 5-star rating review and have an awesome day!